Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm J.R. Miserec, and today we are joined by a gymnast from the University of Denver, Mia Hebing. Mia, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, you know, you're just a freshman at the University of Denver, but we're going to take you back to some of your youth gymnastic days. When did you first start, and how did you get involved in the sport? I actually started gymnastics when I was two years old. My mom put me in mommy and me classes. And then growing up, I tried ballet, soccer, softball, all different sports. But I always had a love for gymnastics. So I just stuck with it. And that's what I've been doing my whole life. <laughs> nice. So what is training like for gymnastics? And how many hours a week do you say you train for? Um, so it definitely depends on the level that you're at, but for most of my life, I was training anywhere from 30 to 35 hours a week in club. We train, um, sometimes I had double days where I would practice in the morning, have a two hour lunch, do some school, and then practice another four to five hours at night. And I would do that like five days a week. I online school, I commuted to Colorado Springs. So it took up a large chunk of time. But in college, we have um, the NCAA has a rule where you can't go past 20 hours a week. So we usually limit it to 20 hours. That includes training and weightlifting or conditioning and team meetings. Yeah. I know there's a lot of like, I guess, backlash on like youth gymnastics and the hours. How was that? How did that affect your body? And like, what kind of recovery did you do for, you know, to make sure that your body was right after those long hours every week? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot. Um, I recommend probably just taking a lot of care on your body by sleeping well and eating a lot of good nutrition. Um, I was constantly very tired after practice. Of course, those long days take a toll, but if you love it enough, it's definitely worth it. And having a good PT, making sure to do recovery, both prehab and post-hab, and eating well and getting good sleep is the best type of recovery for me. Now, recruiting wise, well, what's that like for a gymnast? It's not necessarily, you know, you go watch a football game and watch them play. What was that like for you? Um, again, it definitely depends when I was being recruited. Um, it was a lot younger sport of recruiting and so I was looking into colleges sending emails being watched at club competitions in seventh and eighth grade and then depending on of course how well you do at the competitions and what the college coach is looking for they um, gave out verbal commitments I committed my before my freshman year of high school and so lots of the top tier athletes were committing eighth grade freshman sophomore year now they've made it um, later recruiting so people can't even talk to the coaches until their junior or senior years but it's definitely um, a lot of pressure and just a matter of hitting be being consistent and trying your best in in the right time and place now you mentioned pressure was there like any pressure from being committed to such a good you know school at such a young freshman age definitely the university of denver has an amazing gymnastics team and of course i wanted to live up to their reputation and i wanted to always do my best and have a good showing for them so that in itself is pressure but at the same time it was all good pressure that i loved and it gave me the motivation and love and 
passion to do the sport and to continue to work so hard for my goals. So why did you ultimately choose to compete and you committed to the University of Denver? Why did you ultimately choose that decision? Um, a few reasons. I love that it was close to home. I'm from Lone Tree, Colorado, so it's only like a 30, 40 minute commute. I also love the beautiful campus and weather and being close to downtown Denver. But most of all, I loved how the university emphasized high academics and also the gymnastics team cared about you as a full person. And, you know, of course they want you to do well, but they also care about your character and what you contribute to the team as a person, as an individual and how you can make the society better. Now, kind of straying away from the athletics for a quick second, what are you studying at Denver? biological sciences in hopes to become an orthopedic surgeon. I grew up, of course, with a number of injuries. And so it's always been a dream of mine to be an orthopedic surgeon and kind of give back to the community and help those who have goals and dreams that feel like they're crushed from an injury. But in reality, it, once it's fixed, they can just work, work back to reach their goals. Now, we ask a lot of college athletes this. How do you keep your athletic um, and academic and social life all together at college? Um, well, I am still working on that, just being a freshman. But I, say, I would say time management has a lot to do with it. And just also knowing that it's going to get hard. It's going to get busy. And there's times where it feels like there's no possible way of finishing everything and keeping such good grades. and good athletic status, but it is possible and you just have to push through the hard patches and you'll be able to succeed. How would you describe the culture of your team? I know you've only been there for, you know, just a little bit, but what is the culture like there at Denver for the uh, gymnastics team? The DU gymnastics team has a phenomenal culture. That is our key um, and every day at practice, we work on three things, teamwork, character, and excellence. And we implement that into our gymnastics, into how we cheer. We would go around in a circle at the end of each day and say like a positive about the day or a goal that we focused on and accomplished or worked towards. And so the whole team really focuses on good teamwork within each other, good communication, um, the character piece where everyone it's not just a sport, it's more than the sport, you know, everyone wants to be a good person inside and out. And then the excellence of always striving to be your best and not settling. So which of the four gymnastics events is your favorite? And then which one is your least favorite to, to, to compete in? My favorite is definitely the uneven bars. I've always loved the bars for some reason. Um, I don't know why. I guess I just love flipping and releasing and then re-catching the bar. Um, my least favorite event, I don't have one, but I would say the most challenging event for me is the vault. When you're on the uneven bars, do you get like dizzy or anything like that? Or Because it seems like you guys are pretty coordinated when you're in the air flipping and stuff, but do you get dizzy from all that spinning at all? 
Yeah, um, sometimes you do. Uh, I just had COVID at the beginning of the year and coming back, it was definitely the event I got the most dizzy on. Um, but once you're doing the skills for a while, your air awareness, you know where you are for the most part. I would say maybe the most interesting thing about the bars is when you do the release moves, if you miss, you land on your stomach on like the hard mats and that sometimes knocks the wind out of you. But other than that, it's all very fun. <laughs> Now, you know, being in the, you know, top tier of gymnastics, you guys get to travel a lot. Uh, already this season, you guys were just in Oklahoma. You came here to my school of West Virginia. You went to Ohio State all over the country. What is that like getting to travel all over to these different schools and across the country for your competitions? It's a lot of fun. That's the first thing I would say. So much fun. Um, well, I'll travel as a team and re we ride on the bus. And so I would say out of everything, it's definitely good in forming or building relationships with each other. I definitely feel like the last three out of state meets, I've gotten so much closer to everyone on my team. Um, Cause you're, you're just spending the days with everyone and it's just a good time to communicate, collaborate, and really get to know each other. And then it's also a good time to work on, we focus on team goals and just what we want to come out of each travel competition. What is like, what else do you guys do when you're traveling? Do you guys like go out for like team meals while you're in a different city? What's, what's like a typical meet day like from start to uh, end? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll usually we'll travel the day before and then we'll have a team dinner that night. And with COVID, we've just been having the dinners at the hotel. Sometimes you'll go out, but everything is, of course, with the team. Um, and then we'll play games or we'll do a little spin to get our body moving and flush out our muscles from sitting all day traveling. And then the next morning, we'll have breakfast together. We do some visualizations, another warm up, kind of get warm. And then we um, get ready, do our hair and makeup. We go to our PT who gives us like the exercises that we do before competitions or we roll out. And then we go to the competition and then we have a warm up and compete. And after that, we'll have another team dinner or we'll eat with our families if they traveled with us. And then usually we'll travel the next day back home. So what was the experience like being able to qualify for the J.O. Nationals twice? It was an incredible experience. Um, I remember putting so much, so many hours, so much hard work into my routines and the season and building up on my previous meets. And then at regionals, um, having just hitting, being on and then being able to qualify to nationals. And then again, training for nationals is such an amazing opportunity because only a few athletes are able to have that. And when you're at nationals, you know, you're surrounded by the top of the top athletes and it's something so unique and remarkable to experience and just compete against some of the best gymnasts in the country. I'm sure that ranks among some of your best memories, but other than, you know, getting to compete there, what would you say is your best gymnastics memory, your favorite? Um, I definitely have a few of those also. Um, 
I would say when I verbally committed to the University of Denver, that was the highest moment in my gymnastics career because ever since I was a little girl, I dreamed of doing college gymnastics and being able to compete for a university. And so having that dream become a reality was so amazing. And just knowing that all the hard work, dedication, sacrifice was paying off and I was able to live out my dreams and have a future with gymnastics in college and that incredible opportunity. Going off of that future, what are some goals that you have for yourself that you want to, you know, get throughout your college career? Yeah, Um, I'm hoping to earn an All-American. And as a team, I want to contribute to breaking team records and competing with my team at um, NCAA Nationals. So do you have any pre-meet routines or pre-meet music you like to listen to before any um, meet? Um, not really. I usually, I have Spotify, so I usually just put on a top playlist and listen to that, or the whole team will play something on a speaker, blast it, we'll all sing along. Um, I do a lot of visualizations, and then, um, again, as a team, we do huddles and team goals and just talk to each other about what we want to happen and usually just putting it in the atmosphere helps it become a reality. I have just an interesting question. You keep mentioning team. And one of the things I noticed when you guys came to uh, WVU for that gymnastics meet is it seems like every girl for your guys' team knew your floor routine, knew like the floor routine motions for every single girl. What is that like as a team? Like, why do you, why do you guys do that? And does that help with, the person's routine? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually a really cool thing. Everyone in their floor routine has a little spot that says, let's go DU. It's four specific beats. And everyone on the team knows when those beats come. And so we'll all scream it super loud together. And it helps one with the girl who's performing, helps her stay in the moment and keep up the high energy. But it also at home especially helps the crowd get super involved and then we like to clap along with the beats too just again to keep the high energy and atmosphere what are some of your who are some of your role models whether it's in gymnastics or just in life in general yeah um for gymnastics I would say one of my role models is Lindsay Brown who's also on the DU gymnastics team she's such a hard worker a very genuine person and She just really helped me a lot when I was making the transition to collegiate gymnastics, giving me tips and advice and like, you know, whenever there is a hard day, it's okay. This is, this is normal. Like, you know, you're going to overcome this. And then also my club coach, Kathy, she was always my biggest fan, my biggest supporter. She believed in me when other people didn't. And she was just had a big, um, impact on my childhood and my gymnastics career growing up and then for life my biggest role model is my mom she's amazing I love her so much and again she's always there for me she's always there to support me encourage me and no matter what happens you know she's there to give me advice and life lessons and a shoulder to cry on or whatever I need So obviously gymnastics takes up a lot of your time, but if you have any free time, what do you like to do for fun or any hobbies you have? Um, Actually, one of my funny hobbies is I like to paint my nails. 
I like to do little nail art designs um, on my fingernails. It's a weird thing. I've always done it. When I was younger, I actually had an Instagram account about it, um, but now I just do it for fun here and there. And it's something I feel like that lets my mind just kind of calm down and take a break. I also like since growing up in Colorado, I go outside a lot. So I like to go on hikes or walks or just find new places outside in the mountains. You know, you mentioned that your mom gives you all of the advice, you know, she's always there for you. But if you had to give a piece of advice for, you know, younger gymnasts who want to be in a position like you are, what would you tell them? Two things I would say, train humble, perform with confidence. I think it's key to always train knowing that you can be better and do better. But when you go out and compete, perform, whatever it is on the big stage, you have to have the confidence. And no matter how you're feeling, don't show any doubt. Just have confidence in yourself and your ability. And then second, um, don't give up. Don't, and that sounds so cliche, but there'll be so much adversity and challenges that you face in life and people who don't believe in you. And you just need to work so hard to prove them wrong and to overcome the challenges, the difficulties, the obstacles, because there is the light at the end of the tunnel and you will be successful in whatever it is, as long as you stay focused and continue to work and stay resilient, no matter what comes your way. All right. Well, that was the last question I have for you. Once again, you know, thank you for coming on, taking some time out of your day. We really appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And I know you guys are still, you know, in the season. So good luck with all of that. Good luck, you know, when it comes to the conference and going into the nationals and everything. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right, Ethan, do you want to hit us with the outro? Sure. So for WFM Sports, I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Mizrak. And we are signing off.